0: greetings and welcome to inside baseball with Old chestnut I'm Liam Allen with more sex how you doing MB
1: whatever you do take care of your shoes exactly right?
0: absolutely'm doing
1: great. I'm doing great how about you
0: uh, I have no complaints we had another exciting week um it, it just it just The show writes itself. I mean, we've been waiting 69 long weeks. There's been 69 long weeks of urging caution. (laughs) Okay. And remember the glory days where we talked about the S&P being at 4350? Well, we've whistled past that.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I was always the guy that used to like to throw the lighted match in the room with the kerosene on the floor. (laughs) So t- to kick it off, how about our old friend Elon Musk taking out his wing wang and shaking it at somebody on a private airplane? No,
0: no, 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 That, that didn't happen. No? <laughs> or, I mean, according to him.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, now, let's say it did uh, or didn't. Someone's suing him for that, or was it just a comment?
0: He paid alle- allegedly. This is all alleged. Everything with him is allegedly, okay? Um Allegedly, he paid off. He paid her a quarter million bucks or SpaceX paid her a quarter million bucks and she signed an NDA and then the friend comes out. Um, But this story, I, I will I hate to do this. The stories from Business Insider, OK, also known as Business Insider Trading. So they did a hit piece on Dave Portnoy of Barstool Right before Penn Earnings And they whacked that down So these hit pieces are what they do all right. so I'm not I'm not gonna say that it did or didn't happen But as always You gotta take the source into account Now, gun to my head That, I I mean, it happened I I mean, he's such (laughs) a skell That I have no doubt in my mind That he would do something like that And pay pay for it to go away So, in my book... No doubt about it.
1: So, um, I rode out uh, today, this morning. I met Matt, and we rode out to the Gimbles ride, mm-hmm. and uh, I dropped him off, and I rode home. Um, uh, I saw Jerry the Rolfer in Greenwich mm-hmm. last week, mm-hmm. and uh, he's getting my back in shape. So mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I, I rode for hour forty five. I think it was one hundred and sixty five norm watts. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I don't weigh 145 pounds <laughs> anymore, but anyway, I, I, I felt good to get outside and, and, and ride and stuff like that. And I had a chance to think about some things. But uh, we were talking about this situation here with Musk, right? And I,
0: mm-hmm.
1: You know, one of my favorite phrases is turn the map around, right?
0: Of course. Yep. So
1: after I got home before our call here, I was having some pizza. And I was thinking, uh, let's say it was me, and I was on an airplane with my boss, who was a woman. And she kind of took it out and shook it at me, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I I mean, obviously, um, in terms of physical dynamics, it would be a little different.
0: Understood. But
1: I'm kind of wondering, like, for me, like, what how would I react to that? And I mean, I, I, it's a little unclear. I'm pretty sure. Cause I play this out of my mind. I'm pretty sure it would go something like this, which is Ms. so So-and-so um, put that thing away before somebody gets hurt. <laughs> and let's just pretend this never happened because I, I could see what would happen. Right. So let's say I was litigious. I could sue. Mm-hmm. I, 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 give me a little rope here, okay? Mm-hmm. So I would sue, and then you would be like, well, what are you suing for? Well, I, I was intimidated because my boss harassed me sexually, mm-hmm. and so it goes. It goes to arbitration, and they would say, well, can you describe what, what what happened? And I'd be, well, I'm just minding my own business, and my boss exposes herself to me, and and uh, and then they would say, well, can you be more specific? And I would, you know, and you start mm-hmm. working through this thing, and and he mm-hmm. says, "Well, are you sure it's what you thought it would be?" And I'm like, uh, "Well, I, I'm no expert, but you know." And 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 this is morphing in my mind, right? Because I'm just off of the dopamine high mm-hmm. from the bike ride, and I'm eating pizza, and I'm drinking Diet Dr Pepper, and life is great. So I'm working through this thing in my mind, which is just like hysterical, right? So I'm envisioning I'm an arbitration thing, and. And he, he says, well, you know, how many of these things have you seen in your life? And and, and I said, what difference does that make? He says, well, mm-hmm. I want to be sure mm-hmm. you're qualified to ascertain you, you actually saw what you saw. And I would say, well, okay. I don't know how many. But what I do know is this. In 2018, I was in Tasmania with my friend Dudley, his wife Sophie, and my wife Cheryl this is true, okay? Oh, I know. <laughs> and we went to this museum called the Museum of New and Modern Art or something like this, right? And it was it's incredibly cool. Like if you ever make it to Tasmania, you don't want to miss it. Anyway, some there was all sorts of bizarre art exhibits and a lot of them had sexual sure. overtones. Yeah, yeah. yeah some artists had talked 50 women into taking plaster casts of their private parts. And there were 25 on one wall, 25 on another in a dark room with like the high intensity light. And I'm like, do I want to do this to myself? And so, so Dudley and I walked through and, and um, you know, it's sort of like you. Uh, you, you <laughs> some things you just can't unsee.
0: Yeah, you can't. Yeah, understand. <laughs>
1: and and so as I'm having my pizza, kind of visually going through this thing, I'm reminded of these idiots of these funds of funds, right? And I and I have these meetings. This is this. I, I love where this is going. And they would ask me. So, what type of thing keeps you up at night? And, and, and if they asked me, then I'd be, listen, there's this exhibit in Tasmania. That fucking keeps me up at night.
0: Wakes me up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. Um, and I want to run. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: So, uh, yeah. So, it's a busy week. And uh, – um, uh, yeah, but I digress. So uh, I saw you took uh, Small on a couple mountain bike rides.
0: I did, yeah. she They made this new invention where the kid just sits right on the top tube. Um, You strap her in, and away we go. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, to, there's going to be problems with that. Number one is she's going to love mountain biking, <laughs> which is good. But right. Then she's going to meet some guy that's a mountain biker.
0: What's wrong with that? I'm a mountain biker. <laughs> Like like card carrying yeah, by yeah, trade, yeah. <laughs> your honor. I rest
1: my case. Uh, all right,
0: thank you. Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with more sex. How you doing, MB? <laughs> so uh, one of our
1: friends has got some big to do planned in a few months, and he was wondering this is a true story whether we would want to come and do sort of a live podcast.
0: Come on.
1: No, I mean that. Um, But I thought maybe first we'd go down to Whole Foods and have a live
0: podcast and
1: come on down, meet the kids. kids Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, So uh, let's leave uh, Elon Musk aside for the time being, Mm -hmm. if that's okay. Um, There were some other things I I thought that might be interesting to uh, talk about. One is poor Gabe Plot, Plot, Plotkin, Plotkin, the man with the $44 million.
0: Melvin out. Capital.
1: Yeah. So they're sending money back. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wrote a letter telling people how tirelessly he had worked and yada, yada. I'm like, you know, there's no crying in baseball, right? Of course. I, I had gotten to uh, Greenwich Capital in 1992. And there was a security that we were short in the portfolio. It was a five-year note, and uh, it was expensive on the curve, and we were short our limit on the thing. And uh, one guy, his, the guy's name was Craig Wardlaw. He was like the head bond trader at NCNB, North Carolina National Bank. And he knew he had guys sh- short – And he was squeezing us unmercifully on the thing, right? And um, me and my partner at the time, you know, we were dancing as fast as we could. And we managed to stay alive until the squeeze broke. But it it was fucking painful. Mm -hmm. And um, they interviewed Craig Wardlaw about the squeeze. And this is the Wall Street Journal. Sure, and he sure. said, said something basically like, I was a Marine during the Tet Offensive. We, we take our lumps like men and we don't go and start whining when things don't go our way. Wow. And I remember having the scars now of Craig Wardlaw. Wow. And thinking, you know, what a prick.
0: Dude, those are different guys. That is a different yeah. generation. It yeah. is a different yeah. Yeah. world. But he was right, like hundred percent. To, to,
1: to execute my point, so uh, fast forward some number of years, I'm running the group at Greenwich, and I've got I'm responsible for three offices in the prop area. There's the Greenwich office, there's the London office, and there's the Hong Kong office. Okay. The Hong Kong office, great guy there. It's the placeholder. So he's just going to stay there. But I look and remember, I'm the plug figure on all of this. So I got huge incentive to make sure that at the end there's money. And I did an analysis. And by the time I got done with the expenses, we were making like 150% of the profit in Greenwich. And okay. So I get the okay to shut down my London situation, right? Um, And so one of the fellows there uh, who, nice guy, but mediocre trader kind of said to me, hey, you know, uh, I understand, you know, we're closing. How about I move to Greenwich and I work out of the Greenwich office? I'm like, well, I don't know. Uh, let Let me think about it. And the next thing I know, he, like, calls personnel, tells them, MB says I can. And, and so the thing starts to take on a life of its own. I'm distracted in the market. And so I'm like, okay, fine. But we have a meeting with the guy, the head of HR, and me. And uh, so we gave him the standard expat package. And the deal is this. You rent the place here. We pay for it cost-of-living adjustment, you get two trips home a year, whatever, but but you are not allowed to rent out your home in the foreign country Mm -hmm. because what guys would try and do would be they get to live here for free and then they'd rent their house out at home. So they were arming the firm, right? Sure. So anyway, uh, I don't know how I got here exactly, but the guy uh, ends up, not making much money, and this must have been in the mid to late 90s. We did one of these expense reviews, and mm-hmm. in, in, in Wall Street, expense reviews means you're firing people. Okay, so I'm a, I'm one of the four guys on the expense review committee because you know Jewish guys with numbers, right? And uh, I like this guy's got to go, but he he'd only been here like six months or something like that. Uh, so, you know, like, okay, well, I'll tell them, but I've learned the hard way the way you fire people is there's no big song and dance. Like at least in my industry, Mm -hmm. what I ended up doing was like, okay, I bring the guy getting guy or gal getting fired in the room with the guy from HR and the three of us sit down. And the first thing I do is I look the guy in the eye and I say, uh, I'm going to be letting you go today. Not dancing around the, because all of a sudden.
0: It's been great having you, all the bullshit,
1: yeah. Well, but but even like, look, you know, you've been here a long time. It's a waste of time and it it begins a debate. Of course. But you already know there's, right? So anyway, I tell the guy, we're going to be letting you go today. And uh, he's like, how can you do this? And I said, well, you know, not making any money. Firm's cutting back. He says, uh, I, I I just moved my family over here. And I said, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not happy about that, but we'll put mm-hmm. the expenses. And um, he started to give me a little bit more static. And I said, look, uh, I'm not going to prolong this conversation, but you tell me, Another business where you can come in, put none of your own money on the line, okay, sit in a place with vast amounts of information flow, and we're going to pay you 20% of what you make with none of your own capital up? You had a shot at that. And, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out but you had an opportunity that most people didn't get and you, and you didn't make the most of it. And, you know, he was grumping and, and this is the, tell him the best part. The best part, he says, well, I just want you to know that we, we had rented our house out in London and now I have nowhere to live. And I look at him and I, I said, you know what? I fucking told you not to, wow, right? Yep. And I said, talk to Mike. He'll tell you what you've won. And I left. Yeah. And um, so, I guess you know wh- when I think of the the Craig Wardlaw story about the we don't go whining mm-hmm. and the Gabe the gay Plotkin thing. Look, mm-hmm. you know when you see people who create things and put themselves at risk, okay, I I, I kind of admire that. And so. When I look at guys in our business, okay, uh, and to a large extent i'm I'm guilty of the same thing, right? That uh, I didn't have to put my own capital up. Now, for my own reasons, I treated it like my capital. I understood I had a unique situation and I was determined not to fuck it up. Right. But you have a guy, this Plotkin character who broke every karma rule in the business, right? $44 million house, something like that.
0: In his wife's name. Well, they
1: moved to Florida because there's like rules in bankruptcy.
0: Yeah. Then I just got like divorced. So that like, you know it, she could I, keep
1: the hat. I, I don't I know. know what the I know. fuck. It, it, it's like, you know what I know. You you you, you did the hava,
0: buddy. Yep. Yep. And, and I think he shot his mouth off to Wall Street Bets and I think he took on the 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 retail apes or whatever where he shot his mouth off and put a target on his back with that. But yeah, spectacular bonfire ending. Yeah.
1: So I I mean, look, you've known me a long time. I I, I don't wish ill on people except the people (laughs) that walk around yapping about how fucking smart they are
0: of course right yeah and
1: and if you're going to get up in public and tell everyone what a fucking genius you are well you know you you better be right yeah and uh you better have some capital because the market god's looking down they don't they they don't dig on that
0: And there's been a lot of people that have done that for the last pick a number of years where I think like, you know, this bull market's made everyone a genius, you know, and anyone can say, look at this. And, you know, I told you so. And now when it starts unwinding, this is when, you know, people like Mike Novogratz go and hide under a rock for three or four weeks, you know. Uh,
1: So I've been in the markets for a long time. Okay. And I know I'm talking about me which is obviously very interesting to to everyone, uh, especially me. But um, I I try and point things out that I think are creative to people. And I mentioned on the show a number of times, whenever somebody would come in to look to buy the company, I'd be the guy that would talk to the potential buyer or if there was some special investor or they something. They couldn't find in.
0: somebody else. Like, they, what they, they sent, why did they send you?
1: I'll explain it to you. And, and um, it, it wasn't because it put me in the penalty box. It was because I have the ability to explain complicated things in simple terms. Now, um, for a long time, I thought that was because I was sort of stupid. And, and what I what and, changed? And, something and changed. Something changed. One is I, now I know. I before I thought no, no. Right. I realized that you get into a certain area that you understand so well that what do you like to say to me? Explain it to me like I'm a six year old. Yep. Okay, so let me give you uh, an example of a situation. So I'm working. Uh, I won't say the name. But if they want to sue me, go ahead. I'm, I'm working at one of the largest, most prestigious hedge funds in the world for a brief period of time. And at this point, uh, on my right is my pal, Robbie Wall. On my left is uh, snowboard fish fan pal. And fish fan pal and I are running a large book in treasury basis. So what that means is We'll have a position in a a cash treasury security, and we'll have an offsetting equally weighted position in a futures contract. Okay. Okay. So simply put, we're long one security, we're short another security. Got it. One security may be a treasury, uh, the other security may be a futures contract. So in this instance, um, let's say we happen to be long a treasury security and short the appropriate amount of futures contracts. Because remember last week, I told you the weightings can vary and stuff like that, okay? So let's just say for a minute, take the weighting out of it and just say, we're long a treasury, we're short a futures contract, okay? But the treasury you own today, okay? The futures contract, oddly enough, is, is in the future. Okay, you're with me so far. I know you're rolling your eyes, but... No, 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 I'm I'm listening. Okay, because there's an Easter egg at the end of this thing. So if you own a treasury and you're short a futures contract, and that futures contract expires in 90 days, okay? You have 90 days where you own this treasury and you're short this futures contract. Right. So you have a a 90 day risk. Yep, And one of those risks is the borrowing rate where you borrow your money to pay for your treasury because everything's leveraged. So um, if you don't borrow your the money for three months, you have three months worth of short term interest rate risk. And you would never borrow the money for three months because you may take the trade off in three days or four days. And then you've got all this extra money you got. So what you do is you use other securities to protect any rate change over that 90 day period. It's a little complicated, but but you're with me still, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: What, what year is this, you think? Just so I know. where we're... 2008 okay
1: oh, okay okay and and by the way this is in textbooks now okay you know i learned this the hard way but by now okay so anyway as you've come to see old chestnut doesn't do anything small so we've gobbled up billions of this treasury and we're short equivalent amount of futures so now we're going to, assuming i'm right on the sides we're going into the market every day and we have to borrow billions of dollars to cover our purchase of these treasuries. And it sounds like a lot and it was a relatively large position, but it it's what we trafficked in. Right. Understood. Yep. Okay. But because the numbers are so big, if you change it by a basis point or two, you're changing the, the P&L by 50 or a hundred thousand dollars, which now it, and that's a basis point or two. And, and you could move 50 basis points. And right. So, yeah. So, we would go out and buy a strip of uh, short term contracts to protect against this. Okay. So now we're long a treasury, we're short a con- futures contract. Right. That's two positions. And then we got three short term hedges, one per month. You're with me, right? Oh, yeah. Because these are monthly. So now we have five positions. And in our mind, perfectly weighted. One of the most prestigious hedge funds in the world, right? Household Mm -hmm. name and hedge fund industry. And the risk manager in New York calls me up and says, you're over your spec limit in these short-term contracts. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, well, you own all these one-month instruments. That, in aggregate, adds up. You're above your risk limit. And I said, no, let me explain. And so I go and I give him, yeah. the, you got this it, and you got that. And he's like, yeah, I, mean, I don't, I don't think it works that way. I'm like, what, what, what? And he's like, well, I don't think it works that way. All I know is. You got this. You got that, and then you got this. And when I add them all up, it's above your limit. And so, uh, I don't think even at this point in my life, I want to say what I said to this fellow.
0: I was going to say. I'm sure you handled that with grace.
1: <sighs> it. I, I lost my shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Rightfully okay. so. If okay. he. How- so. so So it goes up the chain of command, right? Because what happens when you have an immovable force against the unmovable? So I get the head of risk for this world famous. And he doesn't understand what I'm talking about either. Wow. Now, this is a guy that PhD, nuclear engineering or math or physics. And I'm like, I can't believe you can't understand this. And I don't know. I, I I just kind of tried to work through it with him. We agreed to take a, a time out, meaning we're just going to not talk about it. And a few mm-hmm. days later, he came back and said, yeah, you're, you're right. I understand. I, I was wrong, right? Okay. So. I'm sort of talking myself in circles, but what I, what I'm truly trying to get to is you're going to laugh the Bitcoin.
0: Okay. So that is not where I thought we were going. No, I,
1: I, neither did I. (laughs) That's the beauty of this. So um, I'm going back and forth with this guy who writes one of these big-time newsletters that I, I happen to like. And I, I, I don't have permission to use their name, so I won't. But it occurred to me, remember I, it was just a few minutes ago, I was telling you how like, I was the one they stuck in the room to explain, to, mm-hmm. and I thought it's because I was stupid, but I didn't, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Well, anyway, it hits me with the Bitcoin thing not that long ago, this, this recollection of explaining to the most prestigious hedge fund in the world how a simple basis trade works, and I and I realize, you know, um, if you can't explain something simply, you don't understand it. Mm. And yep. I start thinking about these cryptocurrencies, right? So the 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 one everyone took it up the ass on this week is the one that Shmo Dog got tattooed to his shoulder, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Tara. Tara okay. Luna.
1: Okay. Yep, and Tara. and I I don't spend a lot of time. Uh, looking at this stuff just because it's just like chucklehead city with the laser eyes, but they created some algorithm that, oh, yeah. okay. So you, you cannot, you cannot make this stuff overly complicated because the system breaks down. And why I think over the years old chestnut has done well is because he just breaks things down. I'm speaking to myself in the third person now. I just break things down into simple bite-sized pieces till I can understand them. Mm-hmm. And then if I can understand them, I'll look and see if there's a way to make money and if there is great and if there's, there's not great. So a, a real simple example. Okay. I, so I grew up in Chicago. 10 minutes south of me were, were cornfields. I went to University of Illinois I took classes and futures contracts, so back then the the classes involved futures on grains, futures on livestock, it, you mm-hmm. know the, the the fixed income stuff was just starting. so let's take a look at soybeans okay how many what you tell me here's a quiz what can you do with soybeans and you can and pa, you can choose to pass.
0: Uh, it's so important it's like oil it's it's feed for for livestock too right they feed it to livestock they use it for everything i don't know
1: you can do two things with soybeans okay soybean oil yeah and soybean meal Okay. is my understanding that's all you can do
0: so i got it it right
1: you got (laughs) bingo you get a hat (laughs) so now you have basically soybeans trade and then you have what they call i think is the crush meaning they take the soybean they do what they do to it and it gets yep. split up into oil and meal so now you have the makings of an arbitrage right so if uh there's a shortage of soybean oil the soybean oil price will rise right and if the meal demand stays the same That rise in oil will create margin for the processors, and it should push up. Okay. Well, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't, but it should all come out in the wash. Same thing with uh, oil. They call that the crack spread, I think, something like that. Okay. Okay. Um, So when you start to break these things down into their simplest form, okay, Uh, they should be understandable. Now, this is what I think has always been the bugaboo for me with the cryptos, which is, I I just don't get it. I mean, I get it. Look, you're a drug dealer. You want to move money? Great. You live in a country where inflation is 200% and you want to get your money out of that currency? Great. Uh, You know, but you want to be you know, you don't like the man and you're going to just go off the grid. And like, I, 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 it seemed like an awful lot of work for, yeah. Right.
0: Good call. An awful lot of work. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And,
1: and, and so, um, now I don't know how I got here. So you're going to have to help me get, get, get me back in line. But, um, I, I, I don't know. I just, the fact that one of these things blew up and, so Tether's jumping up and down going, Oh, we had seven billion in redemptions and oh we didn't have any trouble meeting it. Well yeah.
0: You printed duh, a billion duh. More. Yeah.
1: Duh. I mean you you claim you're one for one. So know. a little thing I sent to you in the leather, I think, they said now they own uh foreign bonds.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. So actually
0: backed by foreign bonds.
1: Okay. So Let's say those bonds are money good. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But they're not denominated in dollars. They're foreign bonds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, is the dollar gets stronger, the value of the foreign bonds goes down in, in dollar terms, mm-hmm.
0: right?
1: So, how are you going to back the tether dollar for dollar when you Stop own? What happened? S- oh, sorry.
0: It's um, okay. Tether dollar for dollar.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Um, how do you have reserves that are supposed to be dollar for dollar when what you own doesn't trade dollar for dollar? And, and I, I don't know. It's just more of the same. And, and mm-hmm. I'm tired of talking about the same fucking well, thing over and over well again.
0: Be patient because that tether is going to fall apart soon. All right. We've been we, we've said this from the beginning. It's, it can't go on. OK. I don't. I don't want to talk about it. I hate it. I'm so sick of it. I, I like. I, I just need it to happen. Okay. Like when it happens, then we can just say, I t- "We told you so." That's it. You know, because us, if they're not every day, it's something new. Like get an, just get an audit. Okay. Give me an audit. Give me an audit, please. All right. And let let me see the insides of it. And then, it, or just go away. You know. But like, it's just exhausting, and it can't. It cannot continue. It has to unravel. Okay. I was really patient, and like Terra was the first one to fall. So just let let tether. Please just let it fall apart, you know, and I have no sympathy for those people, as I um said last week.
1: Last Sunday uh mm-hmm. our good pal Dave Zervos dropped by to say hello. And he he brought me all sorts of neat hats because he's been a guy that talks about
0: Stop right there. Did you get the heart the broken heart with QT on it? Oh yeah, I got that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got that. I got that. Yeah. Uh um because he and i go way back
0: i know i know
1: so so and i mean look i love the guy to death right Mm -hmm. and we have a great relationship and i I, we just make fun of each other and so he comes in and says hi to kate okay and uh uh because kate spent a summer and, and uh it will work for him part time.
0: Okay. Okay, and, yep.
1: uh, and and he leaves and she's like, you know, every time I see him, he looks like a completely different person. <laughs> so so he had what we call the Jesus Christ look going. He's mm-hmm. been been vegan for like 4 years. He weighs maybe 150 pounds. He's got long hair, he's got like silver jewelry and I know. Um, uh, it's just you know, but I any, saw an
0: old picture of him where he looked like Tony Soprano. Okay, where he was, you know, I saw a picture. It might have been ten yeah. years ago, and he was a he was a big round guy. Yeah,
1: he goes he goes up and down, and mm-hmm. uh, he's down right now. And he's yeah. he he went out and uh, he did Dev, Devil's Tower rock climb, which is mm-hmm. has been on my bucket list, and I, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten there. But we're talking about maybe going out climbing at the Gunks or something like that. But Um, We had just a a marvelous conversation, and uh, I I think um, it it seems like, and I I don't want to put words in his mouth, and I don't want to take words out of his mouth in ways that uh, might uh, put anybody off, but, uh, you know, he's not entirely enthusiastic uh, about the situation. His view is, you know, you can own stocks because even though the Fed's tightening, you have such huge GDP growth that it's going to flow through and companies are going to have higher earnings. So even if the PEs are lower, the stock prices should be okay. So that's his kind of current situation, uh, why he, I think, is modestly long the stock market. Um, I think he and I are both in agreement that, Next month, when the real quantitative tightening starts, that's going to further exacerbate this thinness of the marketplace. And you know, I, I don't manage a professional size position anymore. Uh, when I trade, I I trade sort of on the small institutional side because I managed to save some money, but. Uh, Um, I'm big enough in some of the ponds that I swim in that I can tell when something's going on. And and I've mentioned a number of times that there's two securities that I like. Yeah. (laughs) I keep telling you, I'll tell you offline. (laughs) You never ask.
0: No, I got to keep my, no, no, it's it's more fun for me to not know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So one of them uh, hasn't really changed much. But another one, which is a pure retail product, and uh, it's not heavily trafficked by people, uh, it's leaking. As the market goes down, it goes down, and as the market bounces back, it doesn't bounce back. And it's the kind of thing that people who buy it, they're selling it. Because they need to sell it, which is why when the market goes down, it goes down. And when the market goes back up, it doesn't go back up.
0: Interesting. And yeah. That's interesting.
1: my kind of like Forrest Gump take on the thing. Yeah, yeah. And so what I've been doing is on big downticks, I'll put a bid in for a chunk and kind of define the low for the day because it'll be enough relative to that one day's trading. It's not going to go much lower.
0: Sure, sure. But
1: it's gotten to levels that seem very cheap, not panic cheap. So I'm trying to be patient because if we do get a continued flush, they're going to run through the common buyer, and you're going to get a substantive break, which you did in this type thing during the the COVID problem. Yeah. Now, now I mean, nobody knows what secure I'm talking about and it doesn't apply to every security but what I think the interesting thing to me is is that it indicates the dynamic in the market that we're starting to hit levels of liquidity that are going to potentially cause more liquidation and you know the classic situation you see at the bottoms are when sentiment is terrible Mm -hmm. and you see these collapses um friday was interesting in that you know they were beating the snot out of the thing you know i went i went and took a nap with you know um, pictures of sugar plums dancing in my head, yeah. only to wake up to
0: find down it. two and a half percent. Yeah, yeah and they ripped the no thing
1: <laughs> <laughs> Talk about
0: a heartbreaker. How many oh. times have I told you, Morris? The, the, it's two o'clock. All right, two, three o'clock. That's when the that's when the start money. The smart money starts trading. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so you exactly, can, you...
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, you're starting to see some. Uh, you know discussion of recession the fed is not stopping
0: oh no chance no way jay pal no and ramping up the clothes on friday doesn't help you need but leslie said it's been orderly okay yes, so what
1: exactly go ahead
0: no no you t- you explain that explain to me what okay. orderly means
1: orderly means that it trades that you know you get trades if you want to sell something Average Joe sells something, he gets filled on one ticket. Okay. Now everything is computer now. So if you sell something, you're only going to get one ticket. They're gonna they're gonna average the price on the way down. Mm-hmm. But when to, to old timers like me and Leslie, one ticket means you get one price because it traded at one price. Okay. And disorderly means you know, bid 50 bonds and, and they'll be trading 12 and a guy will say, I don't want them or the buck or, you know, I'll take 25 here and I'll work an order on 25 or, mm-hmm. or it's just people sitting in the trading room, dead silent. You can hear a pin drop and nothing but people going like this. Yeah. That is a mm. sound a risk manager does not like to hear.
0: Yikes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You don't need to look at the PL when you hear that
0: noise. Those are tough to hide that, you know, when you hear that. Yeah. I, I, well, I know. the
1: only thing worse than hearing it is being the one doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, I unfortunately have had my fair share of that, looking for that refreshing sigh that doesn't mm-hmm. refresh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, oh. uh, yeah. I had a long chat with, uh, uh, the lezzer at the mm-hmm. end of the week, and and you know, um, a couple of things. One there is he should have his own fucking podcast because the 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 wisdom that comes out of this man's mouth we're a fra- we are a pale fraction of what this guy's got to offer.
0: I know so, that's why I'm harassing him with emails nonstop. Oh, are, are you? Oh, yeah. I mean you're on every one, so yeah. But yeah, he's awesome.
1: <laughs> he's he's just he's just got it figured out. He,
0: yeah.
1: He's uh and he's got a great way about him. He's got I'll a great I'll tell you what,
0: the fact that he said when I sent you that email on Wednesday where I sent you the video of the screen where everything under the sun is red. For the you know, forty five positions are all red, some down four percent, whatever. And and two minutes later he goes, For what it's worth, this is orderly, you know? Yeah, exactly talk about like i, I mean again i'm not i'm not panicking but like i said i've never i've never seen something like this i'm, well, I'm 40, okay so you know? l- l-
1: here's here's an example back in 08 uh, the treasury market was totally fucked up okay and you're talking about one of the most liquid markets in the world i would say You'd probably have to say the currency market's the most liquid because it's, right? But very quickly, if not next, you're going to get to the U.S. Treasury market. And there was chaos with the investment banks. There was chaos with the economy. And several of these Treasury issues had been impossible to borrow and it had gotten into severely negative borrowing rates. And one of them was related to the 10-year future. And uh, we were short a bunch of them and once again getting squeezed and it was bad, bad, bad. And out of the blue, like at 10 a.m., the treasury announces they're gonna auction this bond in like 90 minutes. Never never seen it before, never seen it since, right? Mm-hmm. They decide that the best way to cure this problem is to issue more bonds through auction. Okay. Well, talk about a fucking brain cramp. Anyway, the issue before the auction cheapens up 15, 20 basis points. So, wow. I mean, that's a huge move, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so. Uh, we're trying to figure out what to do. Like, they're letting us out of the trap a little bit because the issue is now cheapened up, but you got an auction that no one is prepared. Like, you, you prepare. People know auctions yeah, sure. are coming. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So, we, I don't remember exactly, but maybe we cover like a third of the short or something as it backs up. And we bid for a bunch of these things in, in the auction. And um, we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And the auction tails, meaning the, the price going in versus where they were issued, it was something like 72 basis points. Whoa, wow. I mean, Jesus. so keep in yeah. mind, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. t- the, the two-year note a year ago was zero, right? Yeah. So you're talking about an issue backed up 90 basis points, in 90 minutes.
0: 90 and minutes. Now, on a surprise announcement.
1: Yeah. that That's not orderly.
0: <laughs> right. Understood. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. I don't know what the example is in stocks other than maybe 1987 or, you
0: know. Yeah, maybe... where there's stuff getting halted and halted. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: but he's right. You know, if you want to get out, okay, you can get out. Um, we did a show a while ago where we talked about liquidity is ephemeral.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: For your average Joe Blow, it ain't gonna matter because he's not big enough. But for guys in an institutional level, uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's a very risky time. I was thinking about this on the ride home today. It's like if I were working. Um, I would have as little risk on as possible. You know, going, going back to my days at University of Illinois, taking the classes in Futures, right? Mm-hmm. So this was like old school Tom Hieronymus. And um, I'll never remember this guy's name until after the show's over. But it, um, Holbrook Working, Dr. Holbrook Working, was wow. the first guy at the Stanford Food Research Institute that described basis trading. Okay. The only other guy who knew this besides me was Dennis Gartman of the Gartman letter, which is. Yeah, now yeah, since yeah. You're okay. But um, uh, so we're in class and the teacher's showing us about, you have the, the beans in the front month and then you got the beans out the back or what we would call new crop. And mm-hmm. to it, it describe, you know, you've got the grain today. You know how much that people are going to use between now and the new crop. You figure out how much you, there's going to be left over. And that's how you estimate the price of the, of the, the new crop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he said, but, you know, you, you get these weird things in certain commodities. And, and he used, I want to say he used cattle but I don't know that it's exactly right. But his point was certain commodities trade based on this arbitrage. So we talked about soybeans versus meal and oil, right? Now we've Mm -hmm. talked about old crop, new crop, and beans, right? But in some of these things, and let's call it cattle, the market doesn't arbitrage it in terms of you got the cattle, What's it cost to feed the cattle? And that's the price. It's more like we know that in May, it's spring, and people are going to start grilling more. So we're going to sell more steak. And come August, they're going to be tired of steak. So that those two trades, while they're both cattle, you can't trade one against the other. Mm-hmm. because you're not reducing your risk by buying one and selling another. They're two independently things. So instead of taking an arbitrage, you're you're adding risk by adding a second position. And so um, once again, I don't know how the fuck we ended up in this discussion. But, um, yeah, so what we're going into is – I got it um, – They're going to start draining liquidity from the market. And as you will remember last week, there's the cost of money. We already know what that's doing, right? Yep. Then there's the availability of money. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what that's going to do. And so for all those guys, Kevin, who think you can run an arbitrage, you're coming into a situation where, you know those words. This time it's different. You're never supposed to listen to. Well, I, you know, this time it's different. You you've never, I. And I invite people to push back on this, but I don't ever think there's been a time where they've been raising rates and withdrawing reserves from the banking system simultaneously. Not only not only simultaneously, but at the same time. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: And for an extended for an extended period of time, too, right?
1: Apparently, that joke didn't land. But no, I, I got it. it. I got it
0: simultaneously.
1: You know what? Quantitative tightening won't live to see the new
0: year. Okay, all right.
1: Yeah, how's that, Polly?
0: Uh, you won't okay. see around, him around here no more.
1: <laughs> so, uh, um, we've had some activity on the website. And a couple of guys have put up some pretty interesting things. And, and I would like to, uh, uh, I forget the fellow's name, but he said something I thought was really terrific. And apparently Walmart had really shitty earnings and they crushed it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this fellow was apparently adroit enough to figure that Target was going to have the same situation and he managed mm-hmm. to to make out so um, really? Yeah, I yeah that's it was in somewhere in the comments, which I think okay. was uh, was uh, was terrific because those are the types of things that I I just is a student Jim,
0: Jim, Jim Davis. Let me read it to you, Jim Davis. All right, who says the markets aren't kindly? After the Walmart debacle, they gave you all day to get your ten bagger on the target puts. So much for the thousands of overpaid analysts. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So like that quote, Mother Teresa said, if you can't feed one, if you can't feed the world, feed one person. Mm -hmm. If we, if we can't teach the world to trade, maybe we can teach one. (laughs) But you know, how small, let's step back a minute. Now, in hindsight, how simple is that? Exactly. Yep. But, The guy's a fucking genius. Yep. Yep. I mean, how how many people did that? All
0: day. Yep. You had all day to get ready for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. And and so that's why when you collect a group of guys, like we had at Greenwich Capital, that respect each other, are comfortable with the talk the deal flow, the idea concepts, this and that, good things happen, right? So if if someone had said to me, hey, you know even old chestnut might've said, fuck, why not?
0: Yeah. wait right? yeah. You
1: know what? I mean, Hey, um, Take a flyer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Next time uh said Liam and No,
0: William I was gonna say inside at gmail.com, all right. Inside at Gmail. All hours we answer emails, all right. Anytime between you know, only between like midnight and four are we offline, but four AM we're up and going. So how about, how about this? We got a we got a case full of hats too. Any
1: trade that makes us a hundred grand or more, you get a free yeah. hat.
0: Totally confidential, okay? Totally confidential. You can put that disclaimer that Kevin puts on his note about, you know, nothing here is. Da-da-da.
1: Kevin took the week off at the market huddle. And oh, did um he really, yeah, Good.
0: so go back and listen to the one with Leslie because I did that um I Leslie did like a two hours interview with them, so if anyone's uh, you know wondering who we're talking about where you know you, you think we're just talking about one of our chums here, you can go on market Huddle, go on YouTube, type in market Huddle, Leslie Harris, and you can get two hours of wisdom for free right there and get caught up to speed about who Morris and I's rabbi through this turbulent week has been okay yeah. so yeah go 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 brush up on leslie on market huddle yeah and
1: if you mention inside baseball with old chestnut you get 15% <laughs> off the retail price
0: yeah is course, is I any mean,
1: is geez. any of this half
0: as funny as i think it is because uh, this is who cares that's all that matters okay <laughs> okay all right since you all right wise guy since you started the show with it and i defended him you own a test <laughs> you want it you own a tesla right you have two teslas well
1: we ordered is that why set- you're
0: so sensitive about it no is that why I, I, you've I, muzzled me
1: first of all I have never muzzled you. I want I want a meeting of the minds on that. I've gingerly suggested <laughs> you prevent yourself from going over the top. But you know what? We had such positive feedback on your <laughs> rant. Yeah. Here's your chance. So go ahead. Dance on his grave.
0: You've got two Teslas, right?
1: Well, one we have, and we ordered a second one because the first one's eight years old. So what are you going
0: to do with that battery? What are you going to do with that battery in two years?
1: I'm going to ship it out to some poor country and I'm going to put it, leave it on their beach.
0: <laughs> the correct answer was you're going to sell it to Carvana sight unseen for $45,000. Okay. I gave you a chance there. All right. So let me ask you another question. Does your Tesla drive itself? Uh, I, <laughs> I don't know. Just say no, just say no and tell the truth here. No, <laughs> okay.
1: I, 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 I will. So I have a Porsche, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. And, yep. and, does this thing drive itself? Strictly no. But I'll tell you this. It won't let you hit another car.
0: Right, right. I've, yeah. tri-
1: I've, tr- I've tried. Not, not like... turns are a different story. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I've been on the highway. Yeah, and, yeah. And as the road turns, I'm like, okay, I am going to see what happens here. And I just went straight, okay? And as I got closer to the car on the left, my car started moving to the left without me doing a fucking thing. So is it, is it driverless? No, No. but they're not that far, but I'm sure you're going to say that Elon Musk, the PT Barnum of the electric car industry has been telling. And, and there was something recently, and this is legit problem. Okay. So we have two homes, one in Greenwich, one in Scottsdale. The one out here. The furthest we're going to drive is 40 miles, so we're never going to have a problem. But we have to buy a gas car because if we want to drive from Scottsdale to Tucson, you have to get gasoline, right? Mm -hmm. So there was something in the journal the last couple of days. It's like there's enough of these electric cars now, and guys are driving around, and there's not enough of these charging stations. Bingo. So I, I I don't know how that's going to okay. play out. Okay,
0: so if everyone on your street, if everyone on your street starts charging up the Teslas, that strains the grid too. I don't even want to talk about that. I want to talk about all the frauds. Okay, I want to talk about the long list of lies and frauds. You remember when he was going to fix the water in Flint, Michigan? No. Yeah, well, he said he was yeah. going to do that. He didn't. He sent them some water filters, okay? How about the, the Tesla Cybertruck, okay? Which these dumb motherfuckers gave a deposit to. You put down, you you gave him $5,000 to get your Cybertruck order? Okay. Kiss that, please. All do, right. So if you were they, dumb enough to put a deposit make, down. Are
1: they no. even making any Cybertruck? No. Please,
0: st- please, please, please. All right. Ford F 150s are rolling off the assembly line in Dearborn, Michigan, okay? Mind you, Ford Ford is trading at $13, maybe $12 today. Okay. Versus Tesla, whatever it is.
1: Well, Kathy, How what about, oh she bought GM.
0: GM. Jim. Don't, don't bring her up. We almost made it through the whole show. Okay. I didn't
1: say anything bad yet.
0: <laughs> okay. So all right. So all right, we've gone through this. It's not gonna it's not gonna drive itself. You're not gonna have a Robotox taxi. He didn't fix the water in Flint, Michigan. You don't have a Tesla semi, okay? What else? Where are the? Uh, there's, I mean, the long, the long list of frauds that he's claimed. I mean, it's just astounding. Go online and go on Twitter and fo- follow Stan Phil S T A N P H Y L Stan Phil Capital, and just read through his feed because he just, it's just one is after that, another. Is
1: that is it? Well, look, I, I, we're splitting hairs, but is it fraud or is it just full of shit?
0: Full of shit.
1: Okay. I, I, well, you, I, I, what's
0: the difference? When does it become a fraud? When I, he's taking people's I, money for a product that doesn't exist?
1: Well, I, you know, even though I graduated magna cum laude from Harvard Law.
0: On, I, online. I, yeah, that was the online certificate. Okay, that was, don't, that was, don't let them kid you. That was
1: after I got my degree in Distance medical learning. science. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I don't know. But, um, I, I, and look, I... I just, I'm a little leery of accusing somebody in public of something fraudulent, but I would be and totally, on the other hand, (laughs) well, they they go after the deep pockets. (laughs) Um, I I just, I I think your point is valid that he's made a lot of claims and they haven't come true, but you know.
0: I stand by my $200 price target for Tesla. he didn't want me to say that, folks. Okay, no, he should, didn't. he's, he's told did. me no, he's no, <laughs> been that. No. I do have a nice weekend. <laughs> uh, you know. Hey, let me tell you. There's a lot of people that agree with me. Okay, there's a lot of people. All right, but I know you have friends that have made a fortune off of that stuff, yes. and a ton of people have. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 All good things must come to an end, my friend. Um. I love you, buddy. And uh, I hey, yeah. yeah. It's, we're not done here. What are you doing this what, afternoon? What am
1: I doing? What do you mean we're not done here? The nurse <laughs> is here, and it's time
0: to take me for my nap. All right. Well, I'm dripping sweat. I'm coming up to swim in the pool.
1: It's it's open. You know, uh, I was having a drink with Travis uh, the other day, and he's looking at the pool. And you know, like with problems with my back so he's yeah, been giving yeah. me some exercise because you know mm-hmm. swimming is great for your back and i said i haven't been that fucking full five years good perfect i'm coming up you have a good one buddy all right pal. thank you take care bye <laughs>